the Lord. May we never lose our desperation. You know, I admire and have begun to admire more in in recent years to have a deeper admiration for elderly couples, amen, who have been married for 50, 60 plus years, amen, and I've admired their frailty, amen, I've admired, amen, that, that you know, as they walk, um, amen, that, that they still have that twinkle in their eye and love for one another, and you look at someone who's been married that long, I can guarantee you that they've had many opportunities to throw in the towel. They've had many opportunities to give up. Amen. And, and through it all and through the grace of God, amen, they, amen, their love has been tested and has been purified and made stronger. And amen, in, in times where, amen, their love could have become uh, flippant or, you know, oh, that's just so-and-so. Oh, that's just my wife. Oh, that's just my husband. You know, that through, amen, prayer, through commitment, amen, that even when those moments came that tested their love, amen, they're passionate to remain in love outweighed any mediocrity that could set in. And because they decided that we're going to love one another regardless of what we go through and regardless of what we face, their love is more vibrant, their love is more joyful, and their love is more proven. And amen, I think, I believe that God looks at us that way, that there are going to be times in our lives where we feel like, well, I've been doing this for however long and I've been walking with God for however long and and you know he hasn't come yet and and I'm still waiting on him to come and there are going to be moments in your life where maybe because of sheer boredom or maybe because of a trial in your life amen that you're going to be tempted to walk away from God you're going to be tempted to walk away from investing in your relationship with God. Every relationship that is thriving and joyful requires hard work, requires effort. Amen. You just don't get to 60 plus happy years of marriage without someone putting some effort into it. And we need that in our relationship with God. You know, I was talking with a missionary, and uh, I'm going to get ready to get into the word in just a moment. I was talking to a missionary this week, and and we were just sharing our dreams in God together, and we were we're about the same age, and you know, we were talking about you know the next 25 years and what those may look like if the Lord tarries His coming, and what we'd like to see happen, you know, in our walks with God. And we were just dreaming in God together. And, you know, it's, it's, I was amazed and, and just encouraged by the fact that this gentleman was saying that I plan on still carrying on 25 years from now. I still plan on being madly in love with Jesus Christ and doing his will. 
five years from now, 10 years from now, 25 years from now. So so long as I'm on this earth and God gives me grace to be here, I intend to serve the Lord. My my bones may be frailer, you know. My I my my eyesight may not be as good then as it is now. I may not have the strength to do what I once did, but I want that by the grace of God, amen, that he gives me more years to serve him, that I'm serving him just as passionately, more passionately than I am today. I want to continue Amen. Where we left off a couple of weeks ago. Amen. And I want to read in the book of Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. If you'll stand to your feet very quickly. Amen. In honor of the word of God. Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9, it says, For by grace are ye saved through faith. In that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And I want to continue where we left off a couple of weeks ago on this subject, the gift of grace. The gift of grace. Can we pray Amen. Before we hear the word of the Lord today, Jesus, Lord, we need your grace. We need a revelation and understanding of what your grace truly is and how your grace is sent by you to empower us, to equip us, to enable us, Lord God, to live for you passionately, to obey your word, to live above sin, to live a life of victorious, Lord, in purpose, Lord. Lord God, a life that's pleasing unto you, Lord Jesus. Lord, help us to receive your grace. Help us to pursue it, Lord God. Lord, help us to recognize that there we're nothing. We're helpless without your grace. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated today. The gift of grace. Grace is the merciful kindness of God toward us. It is God's divine influence upon our hearts that keeps us pursuing him until our day of salvation. The grace of God is what will keep us seeking his face. The grace of God is what will keep us pursuing communion with him, relationship with him, until we cross our life's finish line and make heaven our home to forever and eternally be with the Lord. Amen. The Bible says that we, for by grace are ye saved through faith. Amen. We talked about faith last Sunday. We understand that faith is the substance of things hoped for, future tense, and the evidence of things not seen. The Bible is telling us for by grace are ye saved through faith. I am saved through faith. I am not saved in the physical yet. I am not in heaven 
yet. I could still miss the mark. My salvation is not a sealed deal yet. Amen. And as long as I am on this earth, I must set my heart to seeking God and obeying his word. Amen. That through faith, through faith, believing that he has prepared a place for me. Through faith in his word, believing, amen, that heaven is a place where there is no more sin, where there is no more sickness, where there is no more death. Through faith as I pursue Jesus every day, one day, amen, faith will turn into reality. And it will be the grace of God that gets me there. When I repent of my sins, it is the grace of God that influences me to say, I must repent of my sins. I must return from my sin and obey the word of God. I would not make that kind of decision on my own. I could only make that kind of decision to obey the word of God by his grace. It is God's divine influence. Grace is God's merciful kindness. When I am baptized in Jesus' name, it is the grace of God influencing me to say, I must obey God's word and be baptized by full immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Amen. It is the grace of God that influences my heart to say, I need my sins washed away. I would not have made that decision on my own. It is the grace of God. When I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost uh, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, uh, amen, as declared in the scripture, it is the grace of God influencing me to pursue relentless worship. It is the grace of God influencing me to pursue compassionate worship and loving God and getting lost in his presence. Amen. And allowing my heart to be overwhelmed with his love. It is his grace that keeps me sticking around an altar to say, Lord, let your spirit pour all over my life. Let your spirit overflow in my life. And Lord, it is your grace and fluid me to empty myself of my sin, of my carnality, so you can fill me with your spirit. I would have never made that decision on my own. It is the grace of God that influenced me to realize I need, I need the Holy Ghost in my life. Every step I take towards God, towards a closer relationship with God, by emptying my life of filth 
and carnality and worldly gain and instead filling my life with the word of God and pursuing a life, amen, filled with God's righteousness and holiness in purity, amen, I must recognize that it's the grace of God putting that desire in me. And I just decided to respond to God's grace. I would not have made those decisions on my own. It is the grace of God. It is the merciful kindness of God. It is the divine influence of God influencing me. It is the grace of God inspiring me. It's the grace of God that motivates me to come to church every Sunday morning. It's the grace of God that motivates me and says, Edward Ford, God wants to speak to you today. Amen. Carve out time for prayer. Open God's word so that he can minister healing Hope and direction to your life. It is the grace of God. Amen. That amen pursues me, motivates me, and encourages me. It is the grace of God reminding me. When I feel like giving up, it's the grace of God that says, don't quit. It's the grace of God. Amen. What is the grace of God? It's God's merciful kindness. What is the grace of God? It's God's divine influence. That's what the grace of God is. It reminds me, don't quit. Don't stop pursuing my presence. Don't stop praying. Don't stop fasting. Don't stop reading my word. Don't stop obeying my word. I have not made it to the finish line yet. I have not made heaven my home yet. I believe it by faith, but I'm not there yet. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. I need grace from God for today. I need faith from God for today. Amen. Because yesterday's miracle and yesterday's breakthrough and yesterday's healing and yesterday's triumph isn't enough. Amen. To help me get across the finish line. I need grace for today. Let's clap our hands and give him thanks for his grace in our lives today. Hallelujah. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your grace. Thank you for your your merciful kindness. Thank you for your divine influence. It's the grace of God that says keep pressing onward until you cross that finish line. I may get tired in this world, but when I get over there, I won't get tired anymore. So until then, I got to keep on pressing. Amen. I may get sick in this world, but in the world to come, in eternal life with Jesus Christ, I won't get sick anymore. I may get heartbroken in this world, but when I get over there, amen, no hearts will be broken. For by grace... 
are ye saved through faith. I need grace for today. I need faith for today. It's the grace of God that keeps saying you can do it. You can make it. Get up one more time. Amen. Dust your knees off one more time. A just man falls seven times and rises back up again. Amen. Come on. Somebody in this place needs to be more stubborn than the devil. Amen. Somebody in this place needs to be more stubborn than your adversary. Amen. Somebody in this place needs to be more stubborn than your affliction. And say, I will get up again. I'll repent again. I will pray again. I will worship again. I will praise again. I will commit my heart to you, Jesus Christ, again. Come on, we ought to clap our hands and worship God. Come on, somebody, if you're going to give your heart to Jesus all over again, let's praise him today. I need the grace of God to make it. I need the grace of God to make eternal life with Christ. I'm telling you, I was talking to God last night. I couldn't really sleep much. And he he was just saying, what do you want? I said, Lord, I want you. I want you, Lord. I, I want you more than anything. Amen. I want you more than I want heaven. I want heaven because you're there. Wherever you are, Jesus, is where I want to be. Amen. I hate, amen, when I have to disconnect from prayer. I know the Bible says prayer without ceasing. And amen, I do my dead level best to do that throughout each day. Amen. But I try to keep that constant flow. I don't look forward to ending prayer. Why? Because wherever Jesus is, amen, he's the light. Amen. He's hope for today. Amen. Wherever Jesus is, there's healing, there's hope, there's deliverance, there's restoration, there's peace. There's, amen, everything we need is in the presence of God. There's fullness of joy. We get a glimpse of heaven every time we really pray. Sometimes we don't stay in prayer long enough. For God's culture of heaven to get around us, to get in us. We disconnect too soon. We get too distracted. We get too tired. We make too many excuses. God's like, I'm going to give you a glimpse of heaven today. I'm going to give you a piece of heaven today. If you can stick around long enough and let me love on you and let me minister to you and let me restore your life, I'll change your whole world perspective. I need the grace of God. To make eternal life. For by grace are ye saved through faith. The grace we need is unto salvation. The grace we need is the gift of God. It does not come from ourselves. It does not come from our own merit. I can't earn it. I can't earn it. I didn't earn where and when I heard the gospel of Jesus Christ for the first time. It's the grace of God. It's the grace of God. We cannot earn this grace due to our own merit. It's important to understand, however, amen, that this grace, this unmerited favor, this merciful kindness, this divine influence, from God is not given to everyone. 
I'm not going to have time to get into it. We're going to be talking about grace for a little bit today. But the Bible says in Proverbs 3, verse 34, Surely he, God, scorneth the scorners, but he giveth grace unto the lowly. What it's saying is surely God will mock those who mock him. He'll criticize the critics. Amen. He'll be skeptical of the skeptics. But he gives grace unto the lowly and the humble. James 4, 6 says, but he, God, giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace. Merciful kindness, unmerited favor, divine influence unto the humble. The Lord gives more grace. Somebody say more grace. He gives more grace to the heart who is humble before him. The Lord gives more merciful kindness. The Lord gives more unmerited favor to the heart who humbles themselves and surrenders their will to him each day. I need more grace. I, Edward Ford, needs more grace. I posted a post on Facebook yesterday and I said, I need the grace of God today more than I've ever needed it before. My wife came up to me and said, honey, what do you mean by that? Like, it sounds like something's wrong with you. There wasn't anything wrong. I was just saying that I need God's grace more today than I've ever needed it before. And I'll need God's grace tomorrow. More than I need it today. I need the grace of God. If the grace of God is what saves me through faith and obedience to his word, then I need more of it. Can we stand to our feet today? more grace. I can't make it without the grace of God. Contrary to popular belief, grace is not a license to live how I want to live. I'll just sin more because God will give me grace. God will forgive me. God will for, I'll just offend God because God will forgive me. I'll just offend God because God is just a mushy teddy bear. And I don't care about how God feels. That's what we're saying when we have that attitude. Grace is not a license to live how I want to live. Grace is what empowers me to live a life 
that is pleasing to God. Grace is what empowers me to do God's perfect will in my life. It's what empowers me to obey his word, not ignore his word, not avoid his word, not neglect his word. But grace, this gift of grace, the gift of God's grace is a holy empowerment from God to live a life that is greater what we could ever live with just our power alone. I need more grace. You know, today God is wanting us to get a glimpse of his grace. If I'd like to end in Romans 6, 12 through 18. Amen. We heard in the previous scriptures that that God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. That word resist, it means that God opposes the proud. It's like when we have pride in our lives, when we're too good to humble ourselves, where we're trying to save face, where we're trying to keep up with the Joneses, where we're trying to act like I really don't need God as much as I really need God. God says, I'm going to oppose you. God says, you just switch teams. God says, you just cross the sideline. I'm going to oppose your pride. God resists the proud. The Bible even says more specifically in its original definition that God ranges in battle against the proud. God goes to war with the proud, but gives grace to the humble. I can either be resisted by God or I can receive grace from God. Romans 6 it says let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Next verse neither yield ye your members, your mind your body, neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead in your bodies as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. Think of that word in light of what we said. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law? but under grace. Shall we sin more because now, amen, because Jesus went to Calvary, there's grace? God forbid, no, a thousand times, no. Next verse. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey. His servants ye are to whom ye obey. So who are we the servants to? Of sin and to death of obedience unto righteousness.
but God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin. You used to be the servants of sin. But now ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine or biblical teaching that was given to you. Being then made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness. Today, the grace of God is reaching out to us merciful kindness of God is reaching out to us. The divine influence, the unmerited favor of God, His grace is reaching out to every single one of us. I need more grace. I need the grace of God to live above the bondage of sin. I need the grace of God to deliver me from the deceit and the stain in shame and guilt of sin. For by grace are ye saved. I feel this in the Holy Spirit right now. God, by His grace, is leading this congregation to a time of repentance. By the grace of God, we're going to turn from sin. I want to make it clear before we pray here in just a moment. Repentance is more than saying, I'm sorry. Repentance is not when we shed tears. Repentance is when we change. Repentance is when I change. Repentance is when I say, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not going there anymore. I'm not saying those things. I'm not giving myself to that substance, that addiction. Amen. That thing in my life. I'm not giving myself to love or greed or violence or whatever it may be today. I'm I'm not giving myself to rebellion anymore, but I'm going to surrender my heart unto a loving God. I'm not going to be the servant of sin serve the Lord. I'm going to invite us to come to this altar today. We're going to be living sacrifices unto the Lord. We're going to make new commitments to God. And God's dealing with us today. Let me just clarify this as well. There is no such thing as big sin and small sin. 